0: Thank you. Dawn, a lot of people who listen to the Erotic Awakening podcast still struggle with their own journey.
1: That's true, Dan. Sometimes they're challenged because they have desires that society has taught us are unconventional.
0: Or find themselves drawn to kink, polyamory, or other non-mainstream
1: relationships. Or think they can't be kinky just because they're not into pain or spanking.
0: Or just want to explore
1: a specific kink or fetish but don't know where to find reliable information. Or struggle with communicating their desires to their partner.
0: That's why we want to introduce you to our friend Peter of MTH Relationship Coaching.
1: During your virtual session, Peter will provide a safe and non-judgmental space in which you can grow into the person you've always wanted to be.
0: Through research-based conversational techniques, he will help you to clarify your needs and desires so that you can articulate what you truly want and develop an action plan to achieve it.
1: Once you've established your goals, Peter will draw on his extensive knowledge of kink, polyamory, relationships, and communication strategies to give you the tools you need to find success.
0: Start today by heading over to mksthings.com. H A P P
1: I N dot net. That's M K S T H I N G S H A P P I N dot net.
0: This week on Erotic Awakening, mentoring, getting stood up, and showers of gold.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The
0: Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patron community who receive
1: ad-free early access to the podcast as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters. We can't do this without you. Hi Dawn. Hi Dan. How's it going? It's going pretty well. I've had a a, a pretty busy day and I actually talked to a good friend on the phone and she's like you know you changed location but you didn't change responsibilities. You're still busy aren't (laughs) you? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) That's pretty interesting because that person you talk to is somebody I used to mentor. It
1: is. Oh, what a segue. Coincidentally, yes. (laughs)
0: Uh, We have a, uh, what do you call those channels on the Discord called As You Wish, Mm -hmm. where people get to pick the topics they want us to
1: cover. Not just people, patrons.
0: Fair, fairly spoken. (laughs) Um, And yesterday we did a, parenting while kinky class mm-hmm, at, we did. at the request of our patrons and today we are doing a topic that was requested mentoring
1: nice yeah so they have thrown out some topics out there for us i mean dan and i present a lot of classes we do a lot of zooms we teach on power exchange and oh we were just on a podcast yesterday too live talking about power exchange. We were,
0: Cauldron's Crypt.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, so we talk about all these topics, right? Poly, power exchange, sacred sexuality, uh, sensual, BDSM, all that stuff. And sometimes we don't cover topics because we didn't realize people were looking for them or finding them interesting. Mm -hmm. And the whole parenting while kinky was one of those. So As well as today's topic, which is mentoring. And Mm -hmm. when we talk about mentoring, we are talking
0: about... Um, peer mentoring specifically, right? That which means that if you're a, a leader, a master, a top, you're mentoring other leader, master, tops.
1: If you are a submissive slave follower, you are mentoring, mentoring other submissive slaves and followers, right? So, and, and the reason we talk about peer mentoring and the importance of peer mentoring, um, I like to use the analogy of a, a steward person, <laughs> an airplane steward, mm-hmm. and a pilot right? If you are a steward, you wouldn't go to the pilot to ask them how to push that cart without banging elbows down the aisle, Mm -hmm. right? Or how to push the heavy thing or how to put on the brake or how to, you know, do all the things that a a steward does. So because the pilot doesn't know, just like the pilot's not going to ask the steward how to pilot the plane, so you know there's there's benefits of all kinds of mentoring peer mentoring is huge for us. Yeah. So and
0: the reality is when I got started in lifestyle I did not have a large group of people that I could look up to that led the way that I could get examples from and regardless of even if you do have a situation like that having an individual mentor somebody who you work with that you know that gets to know you super valuable for when the hard stuff comes out. But let's step back for a moment. So Dawn, what actually is a mentor? I mean, we we know we're talking about peer mentors,
1: but what is an actual mentor? It's going to depend on who you ask. For me, when I am asked to mentor other people, I don't have like a um professional outline that i make them follow or make them read certain books or make them take certain quizzes or things like that and there are some mentors that do that for me i'm available for when they have questions right so that's more what my mentoring is they come to me with what they need help with mm-hmm. and then i either share stories or find resources for them so that sort of thing or i have suggestions of what they can do next So, but it's not a program sort of thing. Mm -hmm.
0: So, but we, we certainly know people that do take that approach, more of a programmed approach, um, for myself, um, I have evolved the way that I mentor over the years in that I do consider it, um. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far as to say a sacred responsibility, but it is certainly a significant responsibility. If somebody says they would like you to mentor them, you know, um, that's being very vulnerable of them, especially, Mm -hmm. I guess, for other, you know, when tops mentor tops. Um, Tops or? Well, I guess I should say leaders, mentoring leaders, right? Um, It's, A lot of us come in, a lot of us, nearly everyone I know comes into the lifestyle when they decide that they are going to be a leader, whether it's a master or a dominant or whatever, they don't have any experience with that. And sometimes they say, oh, but I have lots of experience in the business world or the military. And often that experience is actually the opposite experience that you want. How you lead in a business world and how you lead in a power exchange. Now, yeah, there's some overlap. But overall, there's a different level of skill sets, different ideas that you're trying to portray, and a big part of it, which kind of uh, influences the way that I that I mentor, that says you know the military background does not particularly help, is based on the way that I've been mentored, and that is that a mentor is not there to make decisions for you; they are here, they are there to listen to you and to make sure you see the options. But they will never say, or a good mentor in my opinion, will never say, you should go left or you should go right. They will simply make sure that you are considering what going left looks like and what going right looks like. And and on occasion, hope to push you along to make a decision. The new thing that came to me that I've added is that I've become a little more aggressive in that I have expectations. If you're going to ask me to mentor you, we'll talk about, do you want to go left or right all day long? Eventually make a decision, go left or right. And let's deal with the consequences versus, you know what? I just decided to do nothing.
1: Yeah. So I'm sitting here writing notes as you're doing this because I'm like, um, I don't have an official mentoring program. And then it's like, you know, I do have three people listed on FET that say, I'm mentoring them and I have on there that I'm mentoring them as well. And it's kind of funny because one of them is spanky Ray Mm -hmm. spanky Ray. I am not mentoring spanky Ray at this point. I used to, but Oh my gosh, she came into her. She bloomed, right? There is shit that she can mentor me on at this point. Right. So she, she's definitely, but, we're still friends, so we like to have that connection there. Um, I may bring it up to her at one point that she does not need to have that one there anymore. She is is definitely in in her own um oh, I don't even know what to call it, but so um and then the other one's Kame Bat, mm-hmm. right? Who passed. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not getting rid of that one. And then the other one is uh Jem. So Jem is still slave Jem is still on there as being mentored by. And it's kind of weird because. Um, I mentor her spiritually now, Mm -hmm. right? But not necessarily in power exchange. So she's gone on a different path. So that's just kind of neat. Anyway, just just a reflection. Uh So when um, submissive slaves followers, when they come to me wanting to be mentored, I'm like you, it is a sacred thing. It's also a very time consuming thing. So I have to weigh that. Do I have the time to Give to people to mentor, and I'll have. To, I think about that really hard mm-hmm. when people come to me, and you know what I tell them is that my job as a mentor, the way I see my job as a mentor, is um, to help them work through their emotions, because a lot of followers, submissive slaves, have a lot of emotions going on. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not, you know, all these things, right? I'm too high maintenance. I'm, you know, and not all of them, but those that are looking for mentors, that is somewhat of what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably helping to build confidence. Well, so am I, right? I'm trying to validate them, validate their feelings, validate that they're, they're worthy to take on this role, help build their confidence, you know, Have them go to classes, go to events, go to munches, meet real people, not just take advice from the internet. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, a lot of that is uh, I, I try to point out to them their strengths and what they bring to the table. And, you know, that submissive does not mean lower than. Yeah, we're hierarchical, but it doesn't mean that we're less than. Right. We just have different strengths and a different role that helps to build a team. So, yeah. So the actual what a mentoring
0: situation looks like, and, and again, for me, it's you make a commitment to meet every X amount of time, whether it's a week, a weekly get-together, or bi-weekly, or monthly, and create that space where you can talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my preference is to do this in meet space. But as you and I are RV living now, you know, there's virtual options as well, be it over Zoom or whatever. Create that time that you chat with each other and make sure that you actually time block it. Very similar to when you do um, a particular kind of journaling. I forget the title, what it's called. But even when you feel like you've got nothing to say, you still have to sit there and write for 10 minutes.
1: Like a free flow. Journal. Yes. Sort of thing. Yes.
0: And create that kind of sitting communication as well. Right. It can take a little while. First, it can take a little while to get to the meat, but also maybe nothing is going on that day. Right. But you want to build that communication, build that muscle that says, pick up the phone and call. Right. When something does, when something does need to be addressed and something is looked at.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you meet mentors? How. Well, if you're asking me how I meet mentors, I never had luck with that at the beginning. Like you said, we didn't have role models Mm -hmm. and I was, I was needing something specific and couldn't find it. So, but in general, how do you meet mentors? Um, Some locations have mentoring programs, Mm -hmm. right? Offered through their local groups. Um, uh, But I would still vet, I would, I would still look into anyone that I was interested in being mentored by, but you have to meet people in person would be my guess. And I'm saying that with a little hesitancy because of COVID Mm -hmm. COVID has not been a, you know, in person has not been an option for a while now. So I guess you could do it through online. Um, And we don't even know what the world looks like now. Right. It may well be. Right.
0: um, You know, for me, I I love the idea of you meet people at events, whether the large gatherings, your local mass group. also, if you're sitting in, you know, you're attending maybe some virtual classes, is a great way as well. But what I'm looking for is somebody that's talking to, not to me directly, but to me indirectly. Meaning that they're they're saying something that resonates with me, and I think I can gain from them. Now, like you said, we do some vetting. Um, I like to dig into, you know, if if I come across somebody who's very well spoken and they're like. Um, Here's how I mix this and that. And I'm like, whoa, that's really, really thoughtful and well spoken. I don't mind doing a little background check on them. I don't mean a literal background check, but I'll go through their FetLife profile Mm -hmm. and see what forums they're posting and how they post.
1: Oh, yeah. That's really important to see how they're posting and how they interact with people. I wanted to throw in there is that if it's possible to meet them in person, and not just where they're on, Mm -hmm. right? So one thing I did learn at the beginning was, oh my God, I looked up to this person. I loved the way she typed. It was so eloquent and it was so relatable and it was so beautiful. And I'm like, I want to be like her when I grow up. And then I met her in person and saw how she interacted with her master Mm -hmm. and how they actually lived in real life. And what she was writing was fantasy. Right. It wasn't real life, and and so I I like to know that's a little bit of the vetting process we're talking about, you know, mm-hmm. see how they actually interact with people and not how they write because it could be fanfic, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, it's it, it was very Gorian, the way she wrote, mm-hmm. and their house life just was not that so, wont wah.
0: And then the the last thing that comes to my mind is it's very valuable to have a mentor that. Not only do you have similar views of power exchange, obviously, right? But also if you have some other things in common, that's fantastic Mm -hmm. as well, right? Um, It's great that you might have similar viewpoints towards discipline and leather, but it's nice if you also also like motorcycles or you also like board games or something like that, just to help build that relationship.
1: Because it is a relationship. If you want to get the most value out of it you know it feels like it should be a relationship so dan when you mentor people and i know you've mentored people over the years do you set a time limit no no it, it lasts
0: as long as it lasts and then it kind of fades out or they formally end it most of the time
1: it just kind of fades out yeah so i was just wondering
0: okay so don um you respond to the following questions with so um to back up a moment as we mentioned at the top of the show, we attended something. We were uh, interviewed on Cauldron's crypt, and we'll put. I put a, a link in the show notes for that. And that you and I, fun. it Thanks was it that was that a that great that time. We spent an hour and a half talking to Cauldron and Mayfair. Mm-hmm. And but they started off with this thing called Ten Licks, where they asked us ten random questions. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah. know if we did very well on that, but so I have some do's and don'ts for mentoring. Ready.
1: Oh, no. I'm going to ask you a
0: question, and you either say do or don't. Ready? I guess. Um, Play with your mentee's submissive. Don't. Have sexual intercourse with your mentee.
1: Don't. Have a romantic relationship with your mentee. Don't. Charge your mentee. Charge like money? Yes. Not for mentoring, no.
0: Um, Talk shit about your mentor. No, well, there you go. <laughs> yes, you, you, you actually did much better on that than you did with the 10
1: licks. I talk too much on the 10 licks. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, you know, and
0: again, we're talking about way, the way we do peer mentoring, you, you want to, you do the thing you have, you want to do it. Um, that
1: would be like a guru having sex with a student or
0: charging money. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, that's just got a funky feel to it. So, and the reason I hesitated with charging is because some people do, um, counseling, some people do coaching, some people do things like that. And that can be different than mentoring. Yeah. yeah. So I just, yeah, absolutely. And we're not,
0: I'm not opposed to an exchange of money for service, Right. Right. uh but for a mentor, you also you know I, I separate that from um a coach I mm-hmm. separate that yeah. from a a counselor right? right um in that I want my mentor to have a similar passion to mm-hmm. that I've gotten that's why I want them to be a mentee
1: yep, agree
0: well boom, good there stuff. you go good stuff indeed um uh, Don, if I forgot where that um, link for Cauldron's Crypt is, and I didn't feel like looking on the internet, what
1: is a place? I will never find it. (laughs) What are you talking about? I think you're trying to segue. So um, you could go (laughs) to keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. So, and... Book news, bing, bing, book news, bing, bing, yes. newsletter. We definitely have only like, what, two weeks left of our Indiegogo, and it is out on the newsletter. So uh, trying to fund at least the editor for our Hearts. next yep. book, Hearts and college And you get it for a discounted rate, and you get it before everybody else gets it. Awesome. Win-win. And you, when you sign up for your Erotic Awakening newsletter, you can get your EA shout-out. Like, Ray from Texas. Lisa from Illinois. Computer King from New York. Keisha from Canada. Daniel from the UK. Julia from Texas. Paul from Florida. Carol from Oklahoma. Ricky from Ohio. Miss... Michelle, maybe? From New York. Andy from Minnesota. Awesome. So head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today.
0: I'm still stuck on that name, Michelle. Michelle. it does yeah. look, look like it's it pronounced sounds, Michelle, though. Huh? It
1: does, yeah. It's just spelled different. So. Well,
0: M-A-C-I-E-L I-E-L. from New York, <laughs> we love you. You're our EA shout-out person of the day.
1: <laughs> and if we pronounced it wrong, just let us know. Yes. Um,
0: so, Don, other than that, we don't have too much else to talk about. We did get an email from somebody who asked for our advice on... Uh,
1: Meeting Doms from online. Well, unfortunately... Not meeting DOMs well, that right. So they said, um Dan, three times now I've set up meetings to meet DOMs that believed could be potential DOMs for me. Three times they didn't show up after I took a taxi both ways to meet them in public. Annoying. Annoying. So and um Dan, can I just read yours? Sure. Okay, so from so we replied, and Dan and I have um, uh, replies that I thought were pretty good. And a lot of people are asking this now that COVID is kind of opening up and people are starting to, to meet in person again. So, are you gonna do,
0: If you're going to read mine, are you going to do your Dan
1: impression? I don't, I don't do impressions very well. Do you want to read yours? I'll read mine. You know what you wrote, so you can probably condense it. Uh, dear Anonymous,
0: <laughs> getting stood up sucks, no doubt about it. It isn't a dom thing as much as a human or maybe a male thing. Keep in mind, a dom in the sense you're using the word is just a top. It does not reflect actual confidence or skill or leadership. A self-confident leader would not have stood you up. They would have either showed up or not made plans, or maybe even if they changed their mind, said something.
1: Exactly. So, and I said, like Dan says, it sounds like you're looking for a dom that is really a top uh, because there was more information in the the letter than what I shared. Uh, Dom is used in two ways in the BDSM community. Dom can mean someone that likes to do things, which is really a top, or dom can mean someone that wants to be in a power exchange relationship, which may or may not involve kinky play. Regardless, being either type of dom involves building trust. If they can't even show up to meet and, and they stand you up with no word, I'd cross them off my list as someone I can't trust. Therefore, they don't get to play with me or move forward with building a relationship, unless they have a damn good reason as to why they skipped such as my kid was in the ER or I was in a car accident. uh, That type of level of good reason. Otherwise they could have at least texted. Hell yeah. They sound like looky loos. Oh, sorry. This is longer than I thought. They uh, sound like looky loos on the internet that don't have enough confidence to meet in person. Believe me, when I started trying to hook up with guys years ago, I got stood up many times. Um, And currently I don't give second chances without a really good explanation. Um, I tend to vet people before I meet them. And then I asked, uh, then I gave her a bunch of questions that she could ask the person to vet them before meeting them. Like, uh, do they belong to groups? Are there people around that know them? Have they gone to munches in the area and met real people? Uh, do they have real time experience? If so, what happened to their last partner, assuming they're not poly, right? So, you know, just some things to kind of weed out. The looky lose, and I've had to do that a lot over the years. And I basically told her not to settle. That it may seem like it's slim pickings out there, but there really are some good people. Mm-hmm. She's just got to be patient to find them. Yep. And that I know how frustrating that can be, and I know people are going through sub frenzy at the moment, and we call it sub frenzy or slave crave, or you know things are things are opening up a little bit, and people just want to be with their authentic selves and hook up with others of like mine and it's very frustrating when you're stood up. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, that's our advice trying to find a new Dom.
0: Don, we have 3 fetishes, but there's only 2 of us.
1: So, we're only doing 2 or are we going to do all of them?
0: Well, we'll do I... all of them because I think that the the first one is going to be pretty straightforward, Don. How do you feel? Uh, actually, it's the second one that's going to be really interesting. The third one, I'm curious what you say. <laughs> Well, let's start with the first I one. I talk a
1: lot. I'm sure I'll have a lot to say about each of them. Not necessarily. Okay. The first one is gags. Oh, see, but I do have a lot to say about that because you would think it's a yes Not or no. Not if I
0: shove a gag in your mouth.
1: <laughs> but there are some gags I don't like because I have dental work. Uh-huh. I don't do anything with metal in it, like the sexy metal O-ring to keep your jaw, to keep your teeth apart. Yep, yep. I would love that. Can't do it. I'm... I'm too nervous about my dental work. So, um, do I like, I don't even like cloth gags when I think I'm going to cry during a scene because mm-hmm. when I cry, it stops at my nose. So now I have a fear of suffocating. Have I ever put a,
0: have you ever worn a gag for me?
1: I, I want to say yes. I feel like you've stuffed my panties in my mouth before. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that's a gag. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and we used to have one that was like a little, a uh, plastic ball with holes in it mm-hmm. so that I could breathe. So even oh, like I, yeah. cried, I could still breathe because I had that suffocating fear. So gags are really hot sounding and looking and the whole drool thing. But um, I don't usually wear one. What is a spider gag? A spider gag? I don't know, but the vision in my head <laughs> tells me no, no, no. I don't what know what a, a spider, spider gag, gag either.
0: Is. If you, old podcast listener, know what a spider gag is. Where the hell does, does that say
1: spider gag? It says spider gag on there. Spider gag. Game if it doesn't. Cleave, pacifier, penis. Oh, I do love a penis gag. So <laughs> um, so the second oh, one. Wow. No. Spider. Out.
0: <laughs> the second one is uh, one that you may be
1: very familiar with. All right.
0: Or you may not be. You can say the word
1: Geronto. Gerontophilia. Gerontophilia. Attraction? Yeah, but it must be a form of
0: geriatrics, right? Geriatrics, right. So gerontophilia is an attraction to someone from a much
1: older age group. And then they go on to say May-December relationships can fall into this kink. I don't even know what a May-December to relationship is.
0: That's an older person with a younger person. You've never heard that
1: term? No. Yeah, okay. I have not. Do you have a fetish? So the question is, do you have a fetish or a kink? I'm going to ask it. Wow, see, this thing can go both ways, right? Do you have a fetish or a kink for much older people? Me? Yes.
0: Uh, you know what? You don't get much older than me and still walking.
1: But you do. Okay, fair. You, and fair. you have dated someone recently that was 10 years ten older. Years than older me. Yeah. Which um, I still don't consider ancient. No, no. And she was hot. Mm-hmm. Um. But do you have a kink or a fetish for it?
0: No, no.
1: So, and I I don't either. Um, no, I, and actually I'm, I'm only attracted or seem to only be attracted up to like a certain age before I'm not attracted anymore. But my age keeps going higher. So I'm sure that age is going to keep mm-hmm. going higher. Sure. So the other way I was going to ask the question was, do you want to be involved with someone that has that kink? You would be the older person. <laughs> um, that would make me a cougar. I don't know what that would make you.
0: I don't know. I've certainly been the older person with somebody significantly younger than me, but I don't think that had anything to do with. I think that the ages were ignored. Mm hmm. They were
1: acknowledged, but they weren't part of the fetish. So no, right. Whereas some people, it is a fetish. They like to date older people, and usually by a certain amount of years. And there's other. There's another Ophelia. Ophelia. Mwah. Darn it! I know it starts with an O, and it describes a fetish where women like older men, uh-huh. much older men. So, and it's I forget. I'll have to look it up later. Okay. So what about the third one?
0: So the third one, Don is. Golden showers. Now, this is not being showered with gold coins. <laughs>
1: um, that would actually be pretty painful. <laughs> it
0: would be painful, yes. <laughs> uh, this is PP Play, Golden Showers,
1: Water Sports. Water Sports. Sometimes. Yes. So, um, so, how do I feel about it? Yeah. Okay. So, this could be long winded, and I'll try not to be.
0: No, don't be. I've got things to do.
1: Okay. So, as for Golden Showers themselves, I'm not particularly a fan, Mm -hmm. right? But when you did that with me in a shower right after we decided to start this power exchange relationship as a way to mark me, Mm -hmm. that was phenomenal. But it was about the marking. It was about the power exchange. It was a tool. It was not about the golden shower itself. Now, I'm going to bring a memory up for you. Okay. Actually, I'm going to mention something else, and then I'll bring up a memory for you. So I had a boyfriend that asked me how I felt about golden showers. And when I told him that story, I just reminded you of, Uh he said, no, golden showers are off. You've already been marked by your master. Mm -hmm. You see it as a marking. We're not even going to try it. Okay. So I was like, well, cool. That's great. Cause I don't think I'm truly into it. Now the memory I want to bring up is, is dark odyssey. Remember dark odyssey summer camp Mm -hmm. and the woman that walked around with the bucket And that bucket was full of pee all the time. She would go around and collect pee from everybody. We're in a campground. So people would just aim for it, squat over it, whatever. And she had this bucket of pee because there was someone at the campground that wanted that poured over their head. They had a fantasy of literally a golden shower. With that bucket. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I'll
0: tell you something you you don't remember from that same... Oh, you know what? I'm not sure if it was D.O. Might have been Twisted Trist. Was somebody who
1: sat in a a kid's waiting pool. Uh, That was Twisted Trist. Right outside the the leather bar. It was right outside the, quote, leather bar that they had set up for that night. And uh, the leather men loved it. She had a... um, A roll of toilet paper in her mouth, if I remember right, strapped to her head, Mm -hmm. so that if the ladies peed on her, that they would have toilet paper available. I found out, much to my surprise,
0: that I, I don't know if it was a surprise, I couldn't pee on her. Not because I was disgusted, just because I had uh, a shy penis. No pee. (laughs) Yeah, it was just, same as when I was in the military, they said, pee in this cup.
1: I was like, damn, man, I could pee
0: in a cup of you. Stop yelling at me for fuck's sake. <laughs>
1: awesome, awesome. So there we have it. The three fetishes. Um, we've been doing a lot of talking about Discord. There's probably a Discord picture of tentacles that I haven't put on there the show are. Notes, we'll have so to get caught up. I'll have to go back and get caught up. So I've also been posting a lot on Instagram. So you can catch our picture of the day on Instagram. We are... Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on other podcast, Google
0: Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us.
1: We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi.
0: You can find us as Dan and Dawn on the Twitter or FetLife. And as I said, we're Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links to the Erotic Awakening News. Use the links to the <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you really want to wait on that one. <laughs> Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website, Facebook, and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye Dan.
0: Bye Dawn.